Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The NFL schedule is out, and there is not one thing, not one singular thing that stands out more than Tom Brady and the Buccaneers going to New England to Patriots World in Week 4. And how do Patriots fans handle that? How do you handle when a legend comes back as an opponent? Coquel, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Tom Brady, New England Patriots legend, goes head-to-head with the Patriots for the first time in week four of the 2021 NFL season in a place that used to love him unconditionally as a Super Bowl champion. Oh, is that going to be awkward? How do Patriots fans handle that? How juicy is that? Who is that delicious? Ken Levick alive, a post-NFL schedule release edition on this Thursday. On ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker, coming to you from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off the Intracoastal. All right, NFL schedule, it's out. Uh, I know that Coquel... Uh, wants to go through every single NFL team. I'm not going to let him. He what? is not. No, no, no. You are not doing 30 editions of uh, Tautal, as you call Tautal it. Day. That's That's a win. That's a loss. Uh, but I am going to give him the opportunity to do a couple of Tautals, and I'm going to give him an opportunity to do some over-unders as well when we get into our Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach red light, green light. But uh, there, there is no argument to be had, no debate to be had about what the biggest takeaway from the schedule release last night uh, is, and that is week four. That is October 3rd. That is Sunday night, Foxborough, Gillette Stadium, The Patriots play host to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First thing first. I mean, that's just excellent. These are the types of things that as sports fans, you live for that type of storyline. Us in sports media, we salivate over that type of storyline. And for the first month of the season, forget what happens week one, week two, week three, There are going to be constant reminders and constant mentions even before the season starts about, oh yeah, by the way, Tom Brady, October 3rd, Tom Brady, October 3rd, going to play the Patriots. I mean, Coquel, this is just of our essence. This is just perfect. It is so perfect. So do Patriots fans boo Tom Brady? Do they cheer Tom Brady? Do they root for Tom Brady? Do they feel like the Patriots absolutely have to best Tom Brady? And how much more difficult does it make this for Patriots fans that Tom Brady comes in as a Super Bowl champion with another team? I mean, we're talking something extremely rare, if not completely unprecedented, a legend, a guy who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, a guy who as soon as he retires in the snap of a finger is going to have his number hung from uh, either a balcony or from any rafters that exist at Gillette Stadium or atop a scoreboard. His number is going to be up there. But he is returning for the first time, for the first time, to the place where he made himself a legend, where he came to prominence as a champion, and not only a champion with another team, but also as a key contributor, as maybe the face of another team, an opponent coming in. And he's a Super Bowl champion with that team. It is absolutely fascinating. And it is going to be heart-wrenching. It is going to be gut-wrenching. It is going to be passionate. And I'm not quite sure which direction it's going to go in when Tom Brady steps out of that turf at Gillette Stadium for the first time. Could Patriots fans boo and get away with it? I, I, I'll i tell you what. This is a guy who announced on St. Patrick's Day, which is... 
a holy holiday in New England and in Boston. Tom Brady announced on St. Patrick's Day 2020 that he was not returning to the Patriots. Coquel, he could have chosen any day. Any day. And what did he do? He chose St. Patrick's Day and ruined that holy holiday in Boston. That in and of itself was a little bit dirty, right? It's a dangerous move because you got a lot of drunk Irish people up in Boston who just had their hearts broken. Like, I'm surprised riots didn't break out. Yeah, like that. That's that's a dangerous move. That's in a city. real dangerous move. And let's not forget. And to, it's awesome. Uh, and it's so awesome. Let's not forget during the playoff Patriots. run, like Tom Brady and Gronk are 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 are, are sending Instagram videos and Facebook videos of them sort of like taunting the fact that hey, we're with another team, but we're back. We're going back to the Super Bowl, but we're doing it. With a different squad. And how about the fact just the pure trolling that was Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement to play with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Retiring from the Patriots. And then all of a sudden, Gronk, after a brief attempt at a TV career and doing anything he can do to stay active and in the public spotlight says, oh, you know what? I actually love football again. And I'm going to go play <laughs> with my guy, Tommy. While New England looked on in despair. And then they went on. And won the championship. Like that, that is going to make this real, real juicy. I remember when a legend came back to play my team for the first time. And I told myself that, oh yeah, when Frank Thomas steps to the plate on the south side of Chicago for the first time in his career, not in a White Sox uniform, when he returned with the Oakland Athletics, and I remember the date, May 22nd, 2006. This was the season after the White Sox won the world championship. So Frank Thomas goes to Oakland, comes back, and I said, you know what, standing ovation. This man, this man is the greatest White Sox player of all time. Big Hurt, welcome back. What does he do? It takes him two swings in his first at-bat, to go yard, to hit a home run off of John Garland, but it wasn't just one home run. It was two home runs on his return to the south side of Chicago off of John Garland. And as happy as I was to see Big Frank, and I gave him his ovation, by the time he hit the second home run, I said to myself, I'm done with this now. I feel like crap, and I no longer want to root for Frank Thomas. Legends returning to face your team... The team that you love, it puts you in a weird spot. And I'm just curious because we saw how Packers fans handle it when Brett Favre showed up at Lambeau Field for the first time as a Minnesota Viking. It was booze. Number four stepped out onto the turf at Lambeau Field, and it was booze. There were no cheers to be heard at all. As a sports fan, what do you do when a legend returns as an opponent? As a fan of a team, what do you do when a legend from that team comes back as an opponent? How do you handle it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted the show at ESPN West Palm. When Brady returns to Foxborough, how should Patriots fans handle this because I think the initial thought Coquel is oh you've got to give him a standing ovation you've got to applaud him but what if he goes off for like 330 yards and four touchdowns do you boo Tom Brady because I know I would he's not a patriot anymore I know what he did in the past but he left me he divorced me and then it got big time with the mis- with the mistress and he's coming back here and whipping my ass why would you cheer for him so you think from the jump that he should be booed. Did he get traded? No. Oh, he didn't get traded. But he's been gracious about leaving, right? Not necessarily. Oh, no, he's been taunting them repeatedly. Repeatedly taunting. They need to boo. That's like a girl who cheats on you and leaves for another guy coming back to like show you how great her new family is. You're not like, oh, all right, good job raising those kids. Yay, you guys. Like, no. Get raised. Like She's been taunting him. Taunting Belichick specifically, who's supposedly their god. You're going to let someone taunt your God? No, you got to boo him. Well, let him know. Nothing dangerous. Don't throw things unless it's snowing. When's the day? October 3rd. No, you never know. There cl- might be. Climate change. Who knows? If there's snow, snowballs. You know, 
you bring up an interesting point. Where does the loyalty lie? Does the loyalty lie with Bill Belichick or does the loyalty lie with Tom Brady? When a legend returns to your team, how are you supposed to handle that? When a legend returns as an opponent to face your team, how are you supposed to handle it? How are Patriots fans supposed to handle Brady returning to Foxborough in week four? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Who's the better example down here? And I'm going to switch sports on us. I'm going to go heat. Okay. It'd be when Wade came back because Wade was kind of washed returning. Not when he came back as a player. When he came back, when he played for whatever teams he played for. He was with Chicago and then Cleveland. Cleveland. Right? Or when LeBron came back. But LeBron wasn't a lifetime guy here. But they booed LeBron pretty hard, too. Yeah, he got the he got the one ovation with the, the scoreboard. And, and I want to I, I want to make it abundantly clear. The Heat did much better to honor LeBron James than LeBron James did to honor the Heat or Heat fans. Hey, LeBron, still waiting on that pullout in the Miami Herald and Why? the Sun Sentinel. And they the owe him. To thank Heat they, fans. Should, they should make a pullout and send it to LeBron. Say thank you, LeBron, for giving us rings. They rolled out Thank the red you carpet. for making Wade a good player. Solidifying <laughs> Wade's legacy. Wade is nothing without I, those LeBron championships. Uh, are you serious? He won He won a championship without LeBron James. You may have forgotten that. Yeah, that one where the refs decided that Shaq oh, got fouled every would time. You, would you, would like, you just on. please stop? The would one the refs stop? gave it to him because of Shaq? Yeah, that one. But, yeah, down here, LeBron coming back. LeBron coming back. Yeah, that's – because, yeah, Wade Wade returned as a Heat player. LeBron coming back but as Wade, a member of the Cavaliers. sorry for Wade. Kind of when he came back. I guess, back. but then he came back and he played outstanding basketball in the final couple of months I mean, of his career. I mean, let's not go outstanding, but he played okay. He played okay and we all glorified it. <laughs> all right. Whatever. Brady's winning Super Bowl champions MVP well, style playing. Is, That's this, the difference. Well, he's, Brady's throwing the trophy saying, look, Belichick would never let me throw this on a boat. Well, and this is the thing. Your water's too cold. He has sort of poked at the Patriots and poked at Belichick. I mean, he has. He even poked at Belichick on a Zoom call with Julian Edelman. Yeah. Just a couple of weeks ago. Boo him. He deserves to be booed. What should Patriots fans do? What do you do when a legend from your franchise comes back to oppose your franchise? But in this spot, he's still the starting quarterback of the other team. And he just won a Super Bowl. How should Patriots fans handle this? How do you handle this? We've all gone through this as sports fans. I mean, me, it was Frank Thomas. It was Frank Thomas returning to the south side and then immediately beating the all-living hell out of the White Sox where I said, oh, hey, Big Hurt, thank you for everything, into, all right, I hate this guy now. I I don't want to see any good things happen to him. Uh, How do you handle this? 888-760-3776-888-760-3776. For me, too, as a Chicago guy, when Jordan returned to face the Bulls as a member of the Washington Wizards, um, that was that was different because the Bulls were god awful. The Bulls were terrible. Uh, MJ looked weird in the Wizards uniform. And he he but came just, back because he was owner first, and then came, like there yeah. was a whole different element right. to it. It was just weird though because he went through this whole thing. One, there was one retirement where then he kissed the floor at Chicago Stadium and left what we thought forever uh, was going to be him leaving basketball, and then he came back. And it was three years of championships, but also nonstop headbutting with uh, management. And then he leaves again, and you think he's definitely retired. Like he's gone. He, he's, he's certainly uh, leaving basketball forever. But then he couldn't shake that. And he ended up playing for the Wizards, which was supremely weird. But by that time, the Bulls fan base had been so broken, and there was no reason for the Bulls fans to complain at all to have no ill will at all. There was just no reason. It was just a a love fest. It was a welcome back because Jordan was there. It was great, but uh, the Bulls were were absolutely awful. Jordan was the main attraction, and that's what people showed up for. But here, you've got a Super Bowl champion in Tom Brady who divorced, who said, I'm gone, I'm leaving you, New England, and I'm making this announcement on St. Patrick's Day. And then, oh yeah, by the way, you know that beloved meathead tight end that you came to know and love? I'm going to get him out of retirement. I'm going to talk him into playing with me in Tampa, and then we're going to go and we're going to win a Super Bowl. And now he's coming back as a defending champion of not the Patriots to face the Patriots. What do you do in that spot? What's the proper protocol, the etiquette for a fan of a team who had a legend who left and is coming back to face his former team, your team for the first time, and how do the Patriots fans 
handle Brady coming back week four, Sunday night football, October 3rd. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. John is in Wellington. John, you're kicking us off here on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, John? Yeah, hi. I'm from Massachusetts, and uh, you guys are kind of making something out of nothing. We we know Belichick's a little grumpy, and we know Brady is the man. I'm happy he's down in Florida. You guys are just Dolphin fans looking for things to look and talk about. You're happy he's winning? So you were happy so when, did he, you root for when him he enjoyed the Super Bowl? Not only am I happy, but I think it's certified that he's the GOAT. And then you say he grabbed Gronk, but Gronk, if you see the interviews, he was crying after that Super Bowl. He was hurt. Belichick abused him. He used him. Goes to the Bucks, barely has to play anything, and then gets two Super Bowl yeah, touchdowns. I see cracks in the Patriots fan base. The wow. loyalty not necessarily to the so, franchise or to are, Belichick. Should they boo Belichick? Belichick always gets booed, but he's the man. He's the GM. But you just said he's Brady's the man. the man. You only have one man. Yeah, you they, can't have two men. They can't be. Nope. There can definitely be two men. Who do you think taught Brady his game skills? Who do you think taught him how to study tape? Ernie Adams, Bill Belichick. But then you're turning your back on Bill Belichick now. Ah, see, I'm seeing, thank you for the call, John. I am seeing some things here that are making me question the passion of Patriots fans. Uh, Damon and Del Rey. What's up, Damon? What's up, Kenny? Hey, listen, I, you know, a couple things real quick. First of all, Tom Brady, I like the man that just called, I got a good friend that's from up there, Boston or New England, right? You know, he drops his R's. I mean, he's from up there. <laughs> he, he feels he, he feels he feels the same way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, and, and Ken, I think I've heard you point this out before. Before Belichick got to New England and had that that skinny fifth round draft choice, okay, or sixth round, mm-hmm. whatever he was, mm-hmm. Six, yeah. he had a losing record as an NFL coach. This now, is true. Everybody knows he's a genius or whatever. But this is, and, and I'm a life. I'm born and raised down here, so I'm a lifelong Dolphin fan. I hate the Patriots, but what makes me say Brady is heads and above any other quarterback is this. You look at other quarterbacks with multiple rings, whether it's Joe Montana, whether it's uh, Terry Bradshaw. They had Hall of Famers around them. They had Jerry Rice. They had John Taylor. They had Lynn Swan. They had John Stallworth. They had Franco Harris. They had Hall of Fame offensive linemen. Brady's last Super Bowl, and listen, you know, I'm Caucasian myself. I'm not trying to down us, but he had Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola as his starting wide receivers. Solid players, okay, but superstar wide, no, okay? Great, solid players. He carried that team, my man. He carried them. So you think full-fledged standing ovation, and if Patriots fans during that Week 4 matchup uh, are feeling a a little bit warm towards Tom Brady, you don't blame him? No, you don't cheer. I mean, when when Brady's lighting them up, you don't cheer for that. (laughs) You're like, come on, defense. Because, you know, Damon, like I said, like for me, when Frank Thomas came back for the first time and I was uh, I was in my feelings and I, oh, Big Hurt, so great to see you. I'm still on championship hangover. And then as he's blasting two 420-foot <laughs> home runs, I was about done oh, with Frank Thomas man. after that. Yep. And, that guy's scary. He's like in his late 50s. He's still scary. And he almost man. won the MVP done. that season. He almost won MVP in 2006 yeah. after years of injuries. Damon, thanks for the call, brother. Yeah. Appreciate you. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. I want to make sure we get Mike and Boynton in here. Mike, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, bud? How you doing, Ken? Good. Uh, I'm, from Bo- I'm from Boston myself, and uh, I got to agree with John and the gentleman before. Um, as New England fans, especially not one, two championships, six over the course of 20 years, that man's going to get a standing ovation. Uh-huh. He's going to have a statue built after him. I mean, our, you know, Patriots fans, New England fans in general, we're, pre- we're pretty loyal, and that goes on both ways. We're not talking about Ray Allen over here. But he's not loyal. Oh, they shot at Ray Allen. He's oh, not loyal. Yeah, he yeah. left you. He left you high and dry and is out there flaunting his beautiful <laughs> new girlfriend. Yeah, we're not talking about Ray Allen. We're talking about Brady. Six championships over 20 years. Uh, like John said, back uh, back the first call, him and Belichick go hand-in-hand. They're going to both be respected, Hall of Famers at the end of their career. I think you guys make a little something out of nothing with the Dolphins and stirring up the pot a little bit. Like the show, but uh, again... Brady's a goat. He's not a statue. Go back home. Mike, I stir the pot. What a, 
what are you talking about? How could you say such a I thing? Never. I, and by the way, Mike, I just I, and this is out of out of complete respect. Uh, I do. It, Boston fans, New England fans, are just to me the perfect amount of petty because within you praising Tom Brady and also expressing your continued loyalty to Bill Belichick, you managed to take a shot at Ray Allen. And for that, Mike, I appreciate you. Just trust me on this. I I appreciate you for that. That is being a good sports fan. And down here, well, we love Ray Allen, and it seems like Ray Allen is now Heat Nation. He is Heat culture. I think Celtics fans have completely abandoned Ray Allen at this point, Uh, but a perfect amount of salt. Well done, Mike. Well done. But that does bring me to this. That Belichick's a fraud and everybody hates him? <laughs> we, we, uh, quite a blanket statement, but yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Um, but we did get called out. I mean, I don't think we're stirring things up. I think it's a legit conversation, but you, a Jets guy, me, a Dolphins guy, the Buccaneers are playing both of these teams this year. We found that out yesterday. We knew it was going to happen, but we know when it's going to happen now. And the Buccaneers are going to MetLife Stadium to take on the Jets. The Dolphins will go to Raymond James to take on the Bucks. But Dolphins and Jets fans, now that you're facing Brady again for the first time, since he left New England, how do we feel about Tom Brady now? Is he okay now? Do we feel good that he's gone somewhere else, that he stuck it to the Patriots and won a championship? Do we feel okay about Tom Brady? Or is it forever going to be residual hatred and jealousy and pettiness towards the man? Dolphins fans, Jets fans, the AFC East as a whole, Buffalo fans, because you're playing them too. Now that you're going to see him again this year for the first time since he left New England and won a championship in Tampa Bay, how the hell do we feel about Tom Brady now? 888-760-3776. And don't forget, you can tweet at the show, at ESPN West Palm. How do we feel about Tom Brady now that he's not on the Patriots, but we are going to face him again this year? We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Lavica live on ESPN 106.3. Call the show now at 888-760-3776. How do Patriots fans handle Tom Brady's return? He's coming back October 3rd, Sunday Night Football as a champion Tampa Bay Buccaneer, and he's rolling in to the place where he made himself a legend, Gillette Stadium. How should Patriots fans handle it, and how did you handle it when a legend on your team came back as an opponent for the first time? And again, I'll never forget Frank Thomas coming back to play the White Sox as a member of the Oakland A's and promptly crushing two home runs, which ruined his reunion for me. And Brett Favre going to Lambeau Field where he was booed. I mean a visceral reaction from Packers fans for a guy who would eventually go into the Hall of Fame as a Green Bay Packer. And hey, Dolphins fans, Bills fans, Jets fans, you're playing Brady this year for the first time since he left New England. How do you feel about him now? Are you okay with him now? Has he endeared himself to you, throwing Lombardi trophies across Tampa Bay, taking shots at the Patriots? Or do you still hate the guy? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The NFL schedule is released, and I will give Coquel a chance to uh, – Blow some steam off and do some tautel. Some That's yes. a win, that's a loss. Because he is my radio professional marriage. Sometimes there's a give and take in relationships, and I'm going to allow Chris Coquel his opportunity to do tautel. And I, man, you are infuriating. It is Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It is available at the end of every show, and it goes right to your phone. If you subscribe to it, get it wherever you get your favorite podcast. That's Ken Levick Alive featuring Co-Kel Podcast. And we are with you on ESPN 106.3. So a couple of things here. How do Patriots fans handle Brady when he comes back October 3rd on Sunday Night Football? Also, how do we feel about Brady? Us Dolphins fans, us Jets fans, us Bills fans, us AFC East kinship. 
How do we feel about Brady now that we're going to play him this year, but he's not going to be in a Patriots uniform? Even Giant fans you could throw in there because I feel like the Boston-New York hatred of the Giants. Absolutely. They fit in that same thing. When he goes to Tampa, does it change things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Giants fans can fit in there. But how do we feel about Brady now? We're playing him again. Used to get our asses wiped with him every single year. But now, now... He's in a Buccaneers uniform. Is he a little more endearing to you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Marsha is in Lake Worth. Good morning, or I guess it's afternoon now. Good afternoon, Marsha. Good afternoon, Ken. How are you? I love... Good. How are you? I'm great. I love Tom, but I'm a Patriot first. I'm originally from Massachusetts. Okay. Been down here in Florida 33 years, and I thought you were a Bears fan, not a Dolphin fan. Ah, yeah, so you're actually the first person to call me out on that. Here, here's how I explain it to people, Marcia, okay? is Yes, born born and raised a, a Bears fan, but I have been, as you know, I've been down here now for uh, nearly 15 years, and so I live with a diehard Dolphins fan, and so I think you, you probably could call me a, a Dolphins apologist. Is that? Traitor. Yeah. <laughs> Marcia, I love you. You called me out for what I am. I love it. I love it. So well, you're okay. are, are my you son in law is a Bears fan. Yeah. I'd never give my Patriots up. And I have to say one thing for all uh, I hope the hell they don't boo him. I really you know Are you worried about that rings. though? We gotta be happy. Are you worried yes, it might happen? I am worried yeah. about that. Yeah. I don't and I gotta tell all the uh Brady haters out there, do you still think he's the cheater? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, I do. Yes, I do, all... Marcia. No, 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 no. Don't get me going. <laughs> all right, I had to give my two. Marcia, I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> you. you. Thank you, Marcia. Appreciate you. 888 760 3776. Hanging out with Dina Tom Brady. By the way, Marcia is the is the the first person who has ever called to this station and correctly called me out. I'm being a Bears fan who focuses a lot on the Dolphins. I think you're a Dolphins fan too, though. I think you can be both because they're not really relevant to each other because neither team is anywhere near a Super Bowl. So it's not like you're going to have to worry about them <laughs> yeah. playing each other. Here's here's partly what happened with me, though, is that covering the Dolphins, you get to know a lot of people in the organization and you get locked into it. You get tuned into it like I did. And it's so much so that you can't avoid it. And then you start paying extra. I started paying attention to, and I still do pay, a lot of times pay more attention to the Dolphins than I do the Bears. And that's what happened. But damn it, Marsha. I love you for the fact that you called me out because I should have been called out years ago on that thing. I think you're okay, though. Again, you moved from Chicago. Me, I moved around the same time. I moved down here 2005, 2006, yep. somewhere around there. But I'm a Jets fan. Like mm. You can't make that switch. But I will say the covering the team angle, being lucky enough with this job to be able to go cover the Heat during the LeBron years, I stopped being a Heat hater, and my true Heat hatred came back. Really, this year, <laughs> you you were able to return. I found it to your your true heat hate. Um, I want to um, I want to ask you, Jets fan Coquel. Yes, Tom Brady is going to be at MetLife Stadium taking on Game Boom. Green this season. Do you? Because I will say, I hate that Tom Brady makes me sometimes like him. He's funny on Facebook. He's funny on social media. I love him throwing the Lombardi Trophy. I love him taking shots at Bill Belichick, these veiled pokes that he takes at Bill Belichick. But it's going to be so annoying to see him take on the Dolphins. It's going to be so annoying. And I know that that hatred's going to come bubbling back. You as a Jets fan, how are you going to consume Tom Brady back at MetLife Stadium? I loved Brady this past year, and it may be twofold. It may be that it was, he was fun. You know what I mean? He was the drunk guy stumbling off the boat, throwing the Lombardi Trophy letting his personality out on social media, but also the Jets were absolutely terrible with the design to lose. Mm-hmm. So I think that made it, now that the Jets are starting to put things in place, a new coach playing against Brady, I see again the anger returning, and the minute <laughs> he throws a touchdown pass and uh-huh. pumps his little smug fist and smug face, and I'm going to hate him again. I want to punch him in his stupid, good-looking, perfectly chiseled chest. Sorry, that perfectly. That's what a weird direction there. Did you just threaten a chest punch? Yeah, that's did. like a next level. Oh, I can't stand the guy. How do who gets? I mean, I've gotten older and I get fatter by the minute. Brady gets becomes fifty, and all of a sudden he's chiseled and ripped and good looking and looks younger. Probably Botox or some kind of surgery. 
I mean, he's just, he's gorgeous, and it drives me nuts. He was flabby and a loser, and I hated him, and now I hate him now. <laughs> now I hate Brady again. I oh, hate Tom man. Brady. It is going to be so weird. I, mean, I know we had a season. I to, did love him, though, this year. It, we, we had a season to consume him in a Bucks uniform, but seeing him on the same field as the Dolphins for me with a Bucks uniform on is going to be the same reaction that I had when I saw Brett Favre in a Jets uniform oh, against the Dolphins in the opener in 2000. But that's the thing. I have cheered for Tom Brady before with Dolphin fans, Jets and Dolphins fans, hugging and cheering for Tom Brady. That game against Brett Favre, we were all fighting with each other. You know what? Let's get along. We all started singing Kumbaya, basically. I hugged the Dolphin fan who was yelling at me a minute earlier, cheering for Tom Brady. And why were you cheering for Tom Brady? Why don't you explain to people why you were cheering about Tom Brady week one, 2008, as a Jets fan at then Sun Life Stadium so as awesome. they took on the Dolphins? Why were you cheering? Because all of a sudden you saw pockets of fans starting to cheer, and it was like the wave. It was like the wave. It was like a true natural wave occurring of people cheering and hugging because news was spreading that Tom Brady had torn his ACL. It was glorious. You are it just, was such a good day. You are the lowest of low. You are. I mean, how bad does that sound? I get what you're saying. What do you mean? Why is but it bad? You, you happily telling the story of how you and Dolphins fans bonded at the stadium upon the news of Tom Brady's ACL tear. You know why that's kind of disgusting, right? Why? <laughs> I don't understand what you're saying. Tom Brady is facing the AFC East this year. You're going to tell me if Belichick was stumbling out of the locker room with this stupid sweatshirt that he clearly just wants people to look look at me. Look at me by looking like I don't care what I look like. I want everybody to look at me. If he all of a sudden stepped on like a kicking tee that Vinatieri, because I'm assuming he's still their kicker, that he tripped over and tore his ACL, you wouldn't laugh? You would laugh. You would cheer. Dolphins fans, Jets fans, Bills fans, and yeah, sure, Giants fans will throw you in there as well. Brady's taking on your team again. For the first time since he left New England, he'll be in a Buccaneers uniform. How do you feel about him now? Is he more palatable because he's not a Patriot? Or is it the same old hatred for Tom Brady because you just sort of hate his face? Or... You just respect him now. How do you consume him this year when he goes against your team for the first time since leaving New England? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us as well, why don't you? At ESPN West Palm. Ryan in Boynton. What's up, Ryan? How you doing, guys? Hey, I, I just want to say, I, uh, Brady better, he better be given a standing O just like Matt Harvey was when he returned to City Field. You know, that was real touching to see because I truly wasn't sure how that was going to go down because it's not like uh, Harvey and the Mets had this kumbaya type of farewell. It's not like they were exchanging many pleasantries. That was really, really good to see. Are you, are you a Patriots fan, Ryan? Definitely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm the most furthest thing from it. Who, who, no, who, my, who, my best friend is a Patriots fan, so I, I understand why. Who's your NFL team? I love the Colts. Oh, you're a Colts fan. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, um, I just wanted to say, I know Marshall was calling you out a second ago. Let me, here, let me, let me call out Coquel. Uh-oh. He's a, he's, he's a bandwagon fan. What? Okay, this is the truth. You say you're a New Yorker, but... You only love the teams when they're good. Okay. <laughs> what are you talking you about? You only love the you you only jumped on the Knicks when they got good this year. You only <laughs> jump on the Jets when they when they're going to be good soon. I had a John Starks jersey. <laughs> I had a John what? Starks jersey. Yeah. So thirty years ago he had the John Starks jersey. Now he's back with Julius Randle. Hold on, Ryan. Hold on. I have a Calvin okay. Pryor jersey. Okay. <laughs> Ryan. Okay. You start talking about Julius Randle all of a sudden, like, oh, That's now my dog. now he's finally good. Oh, now man. he's finally good because he's bought in because he's got a great coach in Tom Thibodeau. Ryan, I he needs to be coach of the year, by the way. Ryan, yes, well, he does. He, he and, and yes, I will even admit, as someone who is uh, is as anti Knicks as they come, yes, the coach of the year is Tom Thibodeau. And Ryan, thank you so much for calling out Coquel because you're right; he's a true bandwagon fan. And let's fact, go Knicks, station, Ryan. Our Knicks, our Knicks are going to take a run at things. This station is just full of of complete phonies. Like there is me, who I call myself a Dolphins apologist, a Dolphins observer. But yeah, I do root for the Dolphins. You're a true bandwagon. Fan, I am not. Cal. I am a Jets fan and a Knicks fan. You could not say know, that in the most any more insincerely. Sometimes than you I cheer do. for LeBron for a little bit, and then maybe Lamar Jackson. And then you've got you've and the got, I was the year our Legion of Boom was bigger. Than me too. <laughs> 
And then there's Evan, who oh, is... Oh, the biggest fraud of yeah, all! Yeah, Giants fan turned Patriots way. And uh. then turned to... Tom Brady, Buccaneers. I, I just, I can't follow Evan's NFL passions. He's a fraud. I just that can't. That 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You know what is not fraudulent? How awesome it is to finally, in North County, in Palm Beach County, have a craft brewery that has a full food menu. For whatever reason, in, in Florida and in South Florida, it is impossible to find a craft brewery that has a full food menu where you don't have to show up someplace, have a, a, a beer, but then order from somewhere else, get it delivered, or go pick it up and bring it back. No, 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 no. That changes now. Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach opens next Thursday. Next Thursday is the grand opening. Crystal Cove Commons in North Palm Beach. This place is beautiful. It is spacious. It has unbelievably um, delicious craft uh, craft beers, and it has a gastropub menu. I'm telling you, this is revolutionary, and it is filling a need that we desperately had to have in Palm Beach County, and especially in North County. That is Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. The grand opening is Thursday in the Crystal Cove Commons. They're going to have three guest beers as well as local cider, seltzers, and wine available. The place is massive. 20 inside tables, 17 outside tables on their huge patio, 24-seat indoor bar. I checked out this, this bar the other day. It's wraparound. It is gorgeous. So much room. 15 big screen TVs to catch all the different sporting events. There are sports for every type of fan as well. So Stormhouse Brewing, it is a mix of a craft brewery, a gastropub, and a sports bar. It's perfect, and it's family-friendly. Stormhouse Brewing, Stormhouse Brewing, North Palm Beach, Crystal Cove Commons, grand opening next Thursday, and tomorrow we'll have our first edition of What's on Tap, brought to you by Stormhouse Brewing. Stormhouse Brewing, welcome aboard, and congratulations, guys, on getting going next Thursday. Uh, Charlie is in Boca. Charlie, you're on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Kevin. How are you, how are you doing, first off? Ken, good. Thank you, Charlie. Appreciate it. What, uh, what do you got? Um, Charlie? New England fans, we'll give him a standing ovation. Okay. Um, just because that's how I look at it. Because I don't know if you were with us at FAU in 07. Because I remember when you're out of the tunnel being one of the original athletes. Uh-huh. And, oh, this is Charlie. Oh, hold on, Charlie. Before yes, you do it, start, it is. This is all right. Let me let me just real quick. So, uh, anybody who who might need a refresher, I am the play-by-play voice of uh, FAU football and basketball. Started that in in two thousand and nine on the football and basketball two thousand eight. But Charlie's one of the first people I met. When I came down here to South Florida and started working with FAU, he is one of the original Owlsleys. Owlsley is the mascot of Florida Atlantic, and Charlie is as hardcore FAU fan, as passionate about FAU, and did just as good a job as Owlsley as anybody that has ever performed the role. Charlie, damn Some it, say it's, the great best. To, it's, it's great to hear from you, man. So, all right. So, sorry to interrupt you, but I needed to give you the proper introduction there. It is great to hear from you. So, 2007, FAU football, what, are you, uh, so what, what were you explaining? Um, um, FAU is playing Kentucky, okay. playing Kentucky, and I almost had tears, um, because they were like, please welcome back, um, Wildcat legend, Howard Sonnenberger, and every single person in that stadium was on their feet, mm-hmm. giving yep. him a standing ovation. Yep. Yep, and like, uh, yeah, it, it's it, and the the amount of appreciation Howard Schnellberger, who uh, Charlie and I both were were real cro- uh, close to passing a couple of weeks ago, but was an All American at Kentucky. People don't remember his college playing career. He's an All American at Kentucky, and um, uh, I was not there, Charlie, but I do recall uh, being told secondhand from multiple people how special it was, and how about the fact, too, that uh, when when he would go back to Louisville and be honored, or what Miami would do for Howard Schnellenberger, there, that appreciation was there, and for that reason, uh, that that's why you think Tom Brady should absolutely get a standing ovation from Patriots fans week four this season. Yes, that is, that is. If if you are real, if you're a true sports fan, doesn't matter what your team, a team you are, who you like, if that player did something for your team or franchise, you should be giving them the respect back at least the first time, second time, third time, whatever. Do what you want. First sure. time, at least give them give them the proper 
Um, notice, because maybe he didn't have that. The acknowledgement. Yeah. yeah, sure. Uh, let me talk to Owsley for a second. Owsley, is there a mascot that you hate? Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but, Don't worry about uh, it. Sorry. I would not say hate. I would not say hate because I am the founder of the mascot support group, and we support all mascots. All mascots love each other. We help each other out. So, Hell it's yes, one Charlie. big happy community. There I don't know. That, what about the Philly guy? What's his name? The crazy eyes one. There's no the way you fanatic, like him. The no, Philly the fanatic. other one. No, Gritty. Gritty. Oh, gritty. gritty. Nobody likes Gritty. Uh, you'd be surprised um, how, uh, how much respect um, that entire team has. Yeah, uh, see? I mean, from the people that created Gritty, to the, to the performers, to the assistants, to his assistants, yeah. so much respect for See, them because. And Charlie, I'm glad you didn't let Coquel. I'm glad you didn't let Coquel draw you in any sort of trash talk of other mascots. <laughs> and, and Charlie, you are the the mascot authority in my world, and it's awesome to hear from you. Thank you for calling, and uh, feel free to reach out anytime. Okay. Okay. Awesome, Charlie, former Owlsley, the, the in all time Owlsley great man. It was good to hear from him. And don't. Don't try and elicit mascot trash talk, okay? He clearly hates Bernie. And I by, can tell. And, and, no, why? Owsley versus Bernie. And Gritty's excellent, by the way. Gritty's I don't know, the worst. Gritty's awesome. Uh, by the way, Tom Brady just tweeted about his week four return. No, that would be sweet, though. His week four return to Foxborough. He tweeted, quote, It's like when your high school friends meet your college friends. So Tom Brady's in on it. Tom Brady has spoken, quote, It's like when your high school friends meet your college friends. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. We're talking about when legends come back with another team to face your team. And also, how do Patriots fans handle Tom Brady week four when he comes back as a member of the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Let's quickly, quickly, quickly go to Nick in Palm Beach. Nick, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Nick. How's it going? I'm honored to be on here. Oh, it's a, it's my honor to have you, Nick. Well, listen, I think Tom Brady coming back should be a great thing, a thing of rejoice. I love him. I think Patriots fans should embrace him mm-hmm. and uh, give him a round of applause. I think it's great to uh, have him back. So what happens? Let me just give you the hypothetical. Round of applause before kickoff. Excellent. Hey, Tom, thank you for everything. We love you, 12. And then he proceeds to uh, throw for like 315 and three touchdowns and uh, the Bucks win. How, how, how do you handle that then after the fact? I'm not going to – I mean, I'm not going to like it because, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, I hated Tom Brady. But once he joined the Buccaneers and he won at 42, 43 years old – I give him all the respect in the you world. Softened, yeah, you, you, you softened your stance on Tom Brady. Where are you? Who are you a fan of? Pittsburgh Steelers, the greatest okay. franchise on earth. Okay, so <laughs> so as soon as he as soon as he left New England, all of a sudden you found room in your sports soul for Tom Brady. Of course, I have to respect him. I'm just glad he's gone and we're done playing him because you just can't beat him. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point, and I tell you what, I hate to admit it. I hate to admit it, and it might change when the Dolphins go to Raymond James this season, and it's going to be weird to see it, but, man, last year I truly did enjoy watching Tom Brady. Oh, that hurts to say. 888-760-3776. Good God, we're late. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Ken and Coquel like putting things in number order. Order, order, order. Five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the electrical standings. Five through one. Movies that feature guys named Will. Five through one. Our top five movies that feature guys named Will. Coquel, go. Number five. Enemy of the State with Will Smith. Number four. We Are the Millers. Underrated movie. Will Poulter. He plays the kid who gets the spider bite on the... Step Brothers. Will Ferrell comes in at number three. Oh, Will Ferrell back to back. Number two, old school. And then bad boys for life. Will Smith is number one. Top five movies with guys named Will. Number five, Star Trek with William Shatner. Number four, The Lego Movie with Will Arnett. Good call. Number three, Fargo with William H. Macy. 
Number two, Independence Day with Will Smith. No. And number one, Step Brothers with Will Ferrell. Those are your electrical standings on this Thursday. Top five movies with guys named Will. All right, Coquel. I told you that I would allow you to do this. It is my gift to you on this Thursday. I've been very, very tough on you this week. So the least I can do is give you an opportunity to go through the Jets schedule and the Dolphins schedule. And we're going to play, what do you call it again? You mean, what does the nation call it? It's (laughs) Tautal Day. That's a win. That's a loss. That's a win. That's a loss. Tautal. It's picking up steam. It's it's not picking up steam. You're the only person I saw it I on know. Twitter like five times yesterday on my profile. All right. So let's go ahead and start with the Jets opener. All happened? right. We got to rifle through these, right? So the yeah. Panthers, that's a win. All right. So I'll I'll handle that. September 12th, Jets, Panthers. They uh, Hopefully they wear all white, and then Sam Darnold thinks he's seeing ghosts, and they win the game. So that's a win. September 19th, Patriots at Jets, 1 o'clock. That's a win. Chats Broncos, September 26th in Mile High. That's a loss. Mile High is a tough place to play. Two and one. Titans hit the Jets October 3rd. It's a loss. <laughs> the Jets go to Atlanta to take on the Falcons Win. October 10th. All right. October 24th, Jets Patriots in Foxborough. Did they win the first one? I forgot. Yes. Then they lose there. It's a loss. I don't know what you get from this. The Jets host the Bengals. Oh, October that's a win. 31st. Colts is a win. Bills is a win. Dolphins is a win. Big stretch there for the Jets. Oh, my God. Actually, maybe they'll drop the one to the, the Bills. You have them at like 6-2 and two right now. Well, it's going to be an improved season. Jets-Texans, November 28th. I think Deshaun Watson's going to light them up. 12-5, Eagles-Jets. That's a win. Saints and Jets, December 12th. And here comes the Jets and them. That's a loss. Jets-Dolphins, round two, December 19th. That's a loss. Jags-Jets, December 26th. Playoff balance in the mix. Jags are going to be terrible. They'll have like the two wins at the time, and they'll pick up number three against the Jets. Jets host Brady January 2, 22. That's, they're going to lose by 15 touchdowns because of that jerk. <laughs> Jets at the Bills January 9th. It won't mean anything for the Jets, but they will beat the Bills. Okay, I'm glad you got that out of your system. I'm only allowing you to do the Jets. I can't do the Dolphins. I'm not doing it total with the Dolphins. Ugh. I can't believe that we just stooped to that low. Hey, uh, Coquel, I want to make sure that you talk about what you're doing tomorrow because you have a big matchup coming up against pigs. You're racing the famous racing pigs at the South Florida Fair tomorrow, and it'll be live here on Ken LeVick Alive. One, are you ready? And two, are you nervous at all? Do you have butterflies in your stomach as you prepare to face these pigs tomorrow, literally chasing an Oreo cookie in a mud pit tomorrow, the apex of your broadcasting career? I got to tell you this, Ken. Think about this. Do you ever think I would ever lose a race to an Oreo, like the racing for an Oreo cookie? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lose that so race. Forget the pigs. Me? The variable for, variable for you is the Oreo cookie. These pigs come into town every year as part of the awesome South Florida Fair with its delicious food, its thrilling rides, its live entertainment, the yesteryear village, scary house there, riddle house. Don't go near it. You're I'll tell you never, about it one day. You're never going to tell me about it. it just, <laughs> I mean, I just don't want to have dreams about the house again and haunted me for a long time get your tickets for the fair southfloridafair.com or download the south florida fair app for more savings but those pigs come out tomorrow the fair is going to go on all next week to the 23rd we got the fair the biggest event of the year but tomorrow i put a stamp on this county i put a stamp on all of south florida for the south florida fair i let the people know we're the stars of this area not hamlet not his buddy piggy wiggy none of them are the stars me and Ken are the stars. Piggy Wiggy. Bob from Boston is on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Bob. Hey, regarding Tom Brady, he will get a three-minute standing O. They might even have to go to a commercial break. It <laughs> will go so far. And as far as great, greatest Will movies, I can't believe you guys whiffed on this. Uh-oh. Academy oh. Award winner with Matt Damon. The double entendre. Title, good, <laughs> Will, hunting. You know what? How do you like those apples? Bob, damn it, that was good. Oh, Bob. He, he should have hung up, though. I know, you had to hang up there, just, Bob. That was your app. Just mic drop. Walk just hang up now. Yeah, I mean, it, but you're right. But it's not a Will starring in the movie. I know, but t- but technically, top five movies with guys named Will, good Will hunting, I think probably the judges let that through. Uh, No. I don't know. I what think- about if Brady shows up with balls that are deflated? To the game. Do they cheer then? 
Like if he's warming up with a clearly just deflated an football. Ultimate troll job. Yeah, like just it'd be an, so awesome. With someone videotaping him yeah. while he does it. <laughs> he's got to lean into this as far as possible. I completely agree. Because these Boston fans, oh, I love my Tommy Brady. Like, get out of here. The guy left you. He left you for another fun, shiny person. All right, now you are stirring the pot. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. The NFL schedule is out for 2021. Vegas has the over-unders. And we'll get to that in just a second in Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. Red light green light, but the FAU MBA Sport Management Program brings you all of this nonsense every single day. Ken Levick Alive, presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, and I just want to tell people what good Dr. Jim Reardon and that program have done. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program is how you get into sports. I do get asked an awful lot, Ken, how'd you get this job? How'd you get this job? Luck, okay? Luck. Put the variable in your hands. Make sure you're educated in the ways of the sports industry. That is how you actually get a job in sports, not luck like me. FAU.edu slash MBA sport professors work in sports. They're giving you firsthand knowledge, vast industry. Pick your path and do it through the FAU MBA sport management program. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. All right, Coquel, here is what we're doing for Red Light, Green Light, brought to you by... Uh, Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach, over-unders. Over is green light, under is red light, okay? Over the win total, green light. Under the win total, red light, all right? I'm ready. The Jets are six and a half. Over-under, six and a half. Red light, green light. Under, and I think six can be a successful season, so I'm going to go green light. You're going to go red light. Red light. Because it's under. Yeah. I just explained it to you twice. I was putting music on. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins, nine, with a really tricky schedule. I'm going to go red light. Sorry. Ragarm can't get those Would wins. you stop calling him Ragarm? Well, then he needs to stop being a Ragarm. He doesn't have a Ragarm. He doesn't have a good arm. God, I hate when you say that. Uh, the Browns at a ten and a half. Red light or green light? I'm going to go green light. Looking over their schedule, I think they can get to 11. So the Browns over ten and a half, according to Coquel. The Kansas City Chiefs, the runners up in the NFL, 12 and a half. 12 and a half. That's high. You know what I'm factoring in it from this point forward? Because you reminded me there's 17 games. So 12 and a half is really 11 and a half last year. You got to factor that in, or it's at least 12. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah, an sure. extra game played. I think they're going to go 13-4. and four. I think they can be green-lighted. Green light for the Kansas City Chiefs. And then finally, in Greenway Key of West Palm Beach, red light, green light. Over-unders here in the NFL 2021. Tampa Bay, 11 and a half. See a normal season, 16 games. I would say that's tough. I think that extra game can get them there. I don't think – I think they're going to be in those – Coast mode. So I think a lot of it's going to be what does the rest of the division do mm-hmm. and how hard they have to play guys down the stretch with their older roster. But I'm still going to go. I think Brady really wants to continue to prove himself as the best of all time. I'm going to go green light. Man, this was a much more generous red light, green light brought to you by Kia, Greenway, Kia of West Palm Beach than I thought you were going to. I think uh, the extra us. game has me all thrown off. It, do, it, it <laughs> I really think I'm does. factoring in like four extra wins because of one game. It does make a difference, though. The 17 games makes it a legitimate difference. All right, that's it for us. We got to go because, good God, are we late. What? I thought we were going to talk about my return back to the station and compare it to Brady going back to Foxborough. That's not what Why doing. in the hell would we do oh. that? He's Coquel. He's racing pigs tomorrow. We'll have it live here on Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3.